Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back again for episode five of the Tomahawk Show. I am Andrew Hawkins, joined as always by my guest, Joe Thomas, the GOAT. The I'll, I'll be happy to be your guest any yeah. day, Andrew, or I'll be your co-host. Co-host, guest, you're always my guest anytime I'm in. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. This I is the house that Andrew Hawkins built. <laughs> welcome. All day and tomorrow. Uh, of course, we have NFD. No face having Dan. He doesn't have a face, no personality, no last name, no bio. Or uh, AFD, if you prefer. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he gets called Joe AFD when he doesn't do what we And what's the A do. stand for? Anonymous, right? Anonymous face Dan, yes. Yeah, yes, t- that's what it is, son. Until t- you make Joe mad, <laughs> and then we can change it up. Listen, subscribe on uh, Apple, iTunes, podcast, five stars. Leave a rating. Um, leave a uh, review how great we are. This is a podcast that was born uh, by me and Joe, who are – we were teammates three years in Cleveland. We would have these incredible conversations in the locker room. Dan would usually be there kind of refereeing them, um, joking. But regardless, this is how the podcast was born. It's been awesome. It's taken off. It's the number one podcast in U.S., and it's trending in Ireland, which is really big for us as a unit. So hit us up on Twitter, hashtag Tomahawk. What else we got? Yeah, Andrew, uh Big milestone for the Tomahawk Show this week. We passed the Great Road Tripping Podcast for a number of five-star reviews. So little uh, hands together for those folks out there that did the rating. Thank you. Road Tripping is like our, 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 our brother podcast. So we're both. I got a little brother. Little brother. Little brother. Are we the big brother now? We're the big brother now. Now that we've we've stomped on top of them. We've come of age. We've stood on their shoulders (laughs) and uh, we've come of age. That's right. It's going to be hard to get retweets from them. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. We might have to go on their show to uh, (laughs) suck up to the fans a little bit more. Hey, quick PSA before we get started. Right after this episode, Tom Hawk is hitting the road for video and audio content. Thursday and Friday at Radio Row, Mall of America, site of the Super Bowl this year between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. Video interviews with NFL stars as they happen. It's going to be available on Uninterrupted's YouTube channel and social media pages. Audio podcasts, including the best interviews, will be released at the end of the day, Thursday and Friday. Uh, And then for today's show, since Radio Row content will be sort of guest-driven, this episode is the official Hashtag Tomahawk Super Bowl preview special. The show is sort of broken into four segments. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the big news out of Kansas City and Washington, and that is the Alex Smith trade to Washington. Yes. How about that? That was a shocker since really the deal can't be official until the new league year begins in a little over a month. So it's crazy to have a deal in principle without any deadline that's really close on the horizon. I mean, it was like so fresh that the players involved in the trade didn't even know until it was reported on Twitter. Well, that was my favorite part, really, about this trade so (laughs) far is that, you know, okay, Alex Smith gets traded for a third-round pick. Okay, we get it. We knew Alex Smith was probably going to get traded this offseason. Washington wasn't the most likely destination. Right. I think everyone was surprised, but it said a player to be named at a later date. And so there was a lot of speculation. Your guy, Field Yates, came out and said, Kendall Fuller, the great cornerback from the Washington Redskins, Played really well was too. that player. R- really playing at the top of his game. And Kendall comes out on Twitter to uh, <laughs> put those rumors to bed and say, nope, it's not me. You guys got the wrong guy. I am definitely still in Washington. Only to find out a little bit later that he actually was the guy that got traded. So I'm saying it's time to get a new agent, Kendall. 
Yes, it's time to get a new agent. It's good that you got a new team because they didn't think very highly of you to tell you, hey, you're on the trading block. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to maybe give them a heads up next time. That, oh, hey, man, dude. you've been traded. That, that, that let a lot of the wind out of a lot of Browns fans when they seen that Alex Smith was going to the Washington Redskins. I think that was like the over... The, the overall feeling here that, that people thought we had a chance at Alex Smith in Cleveland. Yeah, John Dorsey, the new general manager for the Browns, comes here from Kansas City via uh, unemployment, let's say, yeah, yeah. He, since he got let go or stepped down in Kansas City last year. And I think that was a natural connection for everybody. I think it's pretty well known that Dorsey is a guy that doesn't want to play with a rookie quarterback. He thought really highly of Alex Smith. And I think everyone sort of expected that sort of naturally to happen because there wasn't any obvious trade destinations for Alex Smith outside of the Browns. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in a time that nobody expects, uh, we wake up and he gets traded to the Redskins. So now Browns fans are panicking. Is that does that make the Browns fan like does that make the Browns one of the losers of this trade? No, and here's why. Why? Because my Nostradamus prediction is coming true. Yeah, this just puts the Browns one step closer to signing Kirk Cousins. I thought you were going to say Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees <laughs> to signing Tom Brady. Actually, <laughs> no. Uh, I think this this makes it easy because now the Redskins will not franchise him, and uh-huh. it'll become a bidding war. There's, I think, six teams, maybe five or six teams that it looks like probably are going to bid for Kirk Cousins. Yep. The Browns currently have over 118 million in cap space, so clearly they have Damn. the most money. Yes. I think they also have the most desire to turn things around quickly with a veteran quarterback that has experience in the NFL like Kirk Cousins. Uh, and so even though the Browns will probably be bidding against the Jets, the Broncos, maybe the Jaguars, the Bills, and the Cardinals, I really think they're definitely, in my opinion, the front runners to get Kirk Cousins. And I know Browns fans were panicking here in the last couple of days going, well, you know, Alex Smith said that he wants to go to a winner, and so did Kirk Cousins, and so they're definitely not going to go to the Browns now. And uh, yeah. as Andrew Hawkins has told us many times on this show, it's about the money and free all, agency people. It's all about the green. Don't listen to what these clowns are saying in the media saying, <laughs> oh, I want to win a championship. That's more important. Dude, if that was the most important thing for you, you already would have re-signed somewhere else. Look, The reason you're going to free agency is because you're trying to get paid the most money. Simple as that, man. Money talks. Everything has a price. Everything in in this world has a price. And I, that, that's just my philosophy. Was it uh, Dwight Eisenhower? No, it wasn't. It. Maybe um, Roosevelt that said this. Or no, it was Churchill. Winston Churchill said, you know, you're I know what really you are. Yeah, yeah. I know what you are, but I, we just got to find out what the price is. So there basically, is. there's everything in this world has a price. Everything has a price. So it just do matters. Think, do you if, think the Chiefs what it is. were kind of like... I would imagine the Browns wanted they wanted a stab at Alex Smith. I mean, we didn't. I think they probably threw their hat in there and said, "Hey, we'll give you this guy." This yeah, I don't guy. think because I mean, we would we would have probably a high. We'd have a second round pick for sure to give. I don't know if if they were looking for corner help. I don't know if we have anybody on the roster that is like at the level that Kendall Fuller played at and kind of brings to the to the trade value. Yeah. But do you think there was any like the Chiefs are like, oh, we're not trading to to you, John. We know you. I, I, we have I, a history. I guarantee that the history they had, I don't really know the details of the fallout, why they got rid of John Dorsey, because he did a great job in Kansas City. I mean, yeah, he put together an amazing roster. I would think so. Like, the guy is a great football mind, so uh-huh. uh, there's no reason to get rid of him. So there's clearly some bitterness there. Had there had to be something that was going on behind the scenes. 
Um, but for me, it made more sense for the Chiefs to trade Alex Smith to the Redskins because they can get a player that they really respect and a, and a third round pick. And for the and for the Browns, for us, we're thinking we have that chance to get the quarterback either in the draft uh-huh. or we can pay for him, right? Right. Whereas the Redskins, they don't pick as high as the Browns do, so they'd have to trade up to get one of those quarterbacks yeah. in the draft. True. So they don't they don't have that ammunition, and I don't think they were going to re-sign Kirk. They didn't want to franchise him. All right, can I give you my hawk take now? Let's see, let's hear the hawk take because that's what we all tune in here for. Obviously, nobody wants the NFD or the the JT take. <laughs> the Redskins are stupid. That's number oh. one. Now, besides the fact that the name is stupid, but also you just traded for the older version of Kirk Cousins. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you just traded for Kirk Cousins six years from now. Like what? It, for what? And it was, this was literally. Just a, a pride thing because That's exactly Kirk Cousins right. has you by the balls, and he yep. has for years. And everyone's like, oh, man, Alex Smith got $71 million guaranteed. You know who else would have got $71 million guaranteed? Hippie was franchise tag this year. Let me take you to the numbers. Kirk Cousins' franchise tag in 2016, $19 million. $19.9 million. His franchise tag this year, $23.9 million. His franchise tag number next year would have been $34.2 million, mm-hmm. which means over a three-year period of guaranteed money, he would have made $74-something million, dollars, mm-hmm. which you could have— he could have made a lot less had you just signed him to a contract yeah. three years ago. So at this point, it was like, man, we can't franchise this guy again because now we look like idiots yeah. for not just giving the guy a deal three years ago. So let's just trade, give some stuff away so we could preserve our our pride and our mm-hmm. resume by trading for an older version of the guy that we already have in the building. Mm-hmm. So the Redskins sat down at the poker table with Kirk Cousins. They lost the <laughs> oh, hand, man. but they didn't want to admit it. Exactly. Because they flipped over- the table. Over four years, which is what the Alex Smith deal is reported to be, $71 million or so is guaranteed. That's like $23.5, $24 million per mm-hmm. season. $94 million, something like that, for the life of the contract. You easily could have had Kirk for that uh, length of time. You could have had pennies. Maybe probably even less. Way But less. it became a, a pissing contest, and they lost. And then now they're trying to save face, save pride. They have to give up a third-round pick and a great cornerback. So... Redskins, you clearly lost you are losers. on this deal. You're definitely a loser now. Uh, Browns fans, they were really concerned, like we mentioned, that they could be the losers in this deal. But like I said, I think they're definitely the favorites to land Kirk. This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, shouldn't your printer be smart too? It is with HP+. These printers know when they're running low, so you always get the ink you need delivered right when you need it. Plus, you save up to 50% on ink, so you can print whatever you want, as much as you want, any time you want. Huh, that is pretty smart. Get six free months of instant ink when you choose HP+. Conditions apply. Visit hp.com smart for details. Um, but what's going on in Buffalo? I know, I know. They're, they're the team that people are saying, oh, they need a quarterback, but... Tyrod Taylor leads that team to the playoffs for the first time in, what, 20 years? Why don't people love Tyrod Taylor? I don't know, What's man. going on with him? I don't know. I, I, I like Tyrod. I've always thought he was good. Yeah, I mean, every time I watch him, not that I know anything about quarterbacks because I'm an idiot when it comes to looking at quarterback play. but uh, People want what they don't have, the man. Dude, the dude makes plays with his feet. He can make plays outside of the pocket. It was he like, makes plays in the pocket. It was like Hoyer here in 2014. Yeah. People – People will say now, oh, we should have got it. When Hoyer was here, <laughs> they were not loving Hoyer like that. No, no. That, Johnny, that was not the Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Every game, bro. 
And like I said, Johnny's my boy. Brian's my boy. Yeah, we love Johnny. We love Brian. But the fact of the matter is, Brian was seven and four. No, he wasn't a sexy quarterback, and no, he. Did. But he had done a Nothing lot better. Nothing against his looks, because I think you're very sexy, Brian. Hoyer. <laughs> I know you're listening, probably laying in your hotel room, thinking about Tom Brady getting a finger injury, going down in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you can come in the fourth quarter and be the hero. Could you imagine <laughs> B. Hoyer winning the Super Bowl for this? How about that? Would uh, would the Browns fans officially give up on themselves oh, as football man. fans there might if be Brian Hoyer goes in and leads them to a comeback there might be some in the fourth quarter of the Super there Bowl? There might be some suicide. Oh, man. I hope, I hope it happens, to be honest. Oh, My son's favorite quarterback, his favorite two quarterbacks are Johnny Manziel and Brian Hoyer. Still <laughs> to, to, this, to day. this day. To this day, his two favorite quarterbacks. we got to bring him on here and see what he thinks about the line play. What does he think about the left tackle? Is he is that the guy that's been holding the Browns back all these years? Yeah, like, we got to get him out of there. He's Austin, too old, Dad. Austin's like a big Madden guy, and he plays with the Browns, but he quickly trades their left tackle right away <laughs> for future draft picks. He's <laughs> like, Dad, this left tackle's really holding me back. Do you remember uh, – JG did that one time. Wait, what? All right, so I can't remember the exact story, <laughs> but this is like long ago. I don't know if Gordon and Hoyer might have got into it at some point <laughs> about something like a practice. But anyway, we were we were sitting in the lobby. They were playing Madden. <laughs> Gordon was playing Madden. Hoyer comes to sit down like in between a meeting. They must have been still like you know going at it. Uh, JG looks over at Hoyer. <laughs> Pauses the game, takes Hoyer out and puts Johnny in. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm oh like, my God. oh man. That is outstanding. That's how I knew stuff was getting real. <laughs> that was that the beginning of the end? That's when he got benched. <laughs> Do you think Hoyer went to uh, Patton and then had like the Bill Bill Belichick Brady confrontation? Like, it's either me or him. <laughs> he traded me on Madden. He tried to bench me on Madden. Those are fighting words, yeah, man. Fighting you benched words. me on Madden. Yeah. It's going down. Hey man, let's go back to Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. Does he continue his career in Buffalo, or does he end up elsewhere next year? I think he ends up elsewhere. I mean, I just think this this offseason is going to be a crazy quarterback mm-hmm. market, and I think there's just way too many teams that want him Yeah. to, like, if I was him, I wouldn't want to be in Buffalo. No, they've treated like, you so bad. Get out of there. Go go to one of these teams and, and help them. I'm giving the rookie gold medal coach doofus award of the year to when <laughs> Buffalo's head coach benched Tyrod Taylor <laughs> in Congrats. honor of uh, Peterman, right? That was his name. Congrats, Coach. The backup quarterback, right? Yeah. So when I heard that was going to happen, I've been through that a million times in my career where right. they benched the uh, the starter who's they were six and four doing a good job for you, yeah. for the guy that's clearly not ready because he's been tearing up the scout team, man. You should see him <laughs> when he's doing against the scouts. <laughs> Uh, oh my so, gosh. sorry, Coach McDermott, but that was a really bad move. And I think the the thing I'll give him a lot of credit for is he realized his mistake. He was able to swallow Did his he? pride. Did he swallow? He his swallowed pride? his pride. Eight interceptions later. Yeah, is that swallowing your pride? Tyrod back in the game. Did Coach he have McDermott? another choice? I don't think he had a choice. He. Hey, man, I've seen it when they ride with that guy for a while because coaches can be prideful. They can have an ego about those things. But that was like, like so, oh, he's going to get better. Like if he only Just threw watch. two picks, he wouldn't have benched him. If he only threw, let's say he You're threw right. three in that game, You're right. he would have still been the quarterback. But he threw eight. But he threw let's live in the now. Eight and a quarter. Deal with the facts only. He had no choice, man. He was like, and Tyrod Taylor was probably loving it too because. Can you imagine how much he was cheering oh, against Peterman on the bench? Like he was, he was probably deflating his footballs, like beyond the level that he wanted <laughs> them to be deflated to. <laughs> that was that was the dumbest coaching move. That, that was uh, the rookie gold medal head coach of the year award right there. I was thinking that was praises mine. too. 
up until then, until he made that decision. I yeah, I think he's been made, making all the right choices. But there's so much pressure when you're a head coach, especially a rookie head coach who's never been in that situation, mm-hmm. meeting with the media every day, talking directly to the fans, hearing that pressure. And as you know, unless you're Tom Brady as a quarterback, everybody in the city wants the backup quarterback out there. That is ridiculous. They were 6-4. and four. I think that had to come from ownership. Honestly, this is this is really? what I this is what I think happened. All right, I have a theory. Go. I, I, I think they don't feel great about Tyrod Taylor, right? They had already made him take a pay cut going into the season. Yeah, I thought that was bogus, which too, was by bogus the way. in general. Maybe I'm just like a closet Tyrod Taylor fan I for think, some reason. I don't know why, but, but I really be. like him because it's like they like were like throwing him under the bus, and yeah, he's not Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong, but you know he's doing well for your team, and he's doing better than a lot of quarterbacks have done since they've been there. So they made him take a pay cut. They're six and four, and it was at that point in the season they probably didn't expect to be six and four. And it was like, yo, if we don't make a move now, we're not going to be able to make a move. Like, just put somebody in there because if he does too well, we're going to have to pay him again. Mm-hmm. And we already are trying to get out of our last contract with the guy. So I think the head coach yeah. thinking, oh man, we're, we love what you're doing. He's getting so many pats in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to do what ownership tells me to do, mm-hmm. and probably go against what I think is the better mm-hmm. football decision. And I'm going to. Play Nathan Peterman. Not only that, I'm going to stand up there at the podium and say, this was my sole decision, <laughs> so you can take it up with right. me. Well, then Peterman right. comes in and gives the worst quarterback performance in the history of pigskin, and then now you have this, you have egg on your face. <laughs> and now, yes, you're the yeah. doofus of 2017. Yeah. Yes, another, another terrible coaching decision is allowing the front office, people upstairs, to dictate and influence too much over who plays on Sundays. That should be coach's decision and coach's decision only. I agree. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is back, where the game day excitement is felt in the bottom of your soul and voiced at the top of your lungs. But wherever you share your excitement, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See fuelrewards.com slash fuelyourfandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. Now, earlier Joe said this was the official Super Bowl Tomahawk preview show. Yes. And we have not mentioned the Super Bowl once yet so far. We had some hot takes, though. Hot take, hot take. Let's get to the Super Bowl, Dan. Now, I'm with you. Now, we're leaving. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to be uh, on radio. Doing Row. it today. We're getting out of here today. Yep. And you guys have been before, not in the game, but you've been there before for the festivities. Thanks, Thanks for clarifying. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure all the fans are really concerned. Oh, wait. Oh. If they played in the Super Bowl? What was that? Appreciate now, it. Both yeah. those fans. I mean, both the fans. Yeah. Do you guys have any good stories from any Super Bowl festivities? I do. I got, I got a couple of Go ahead. stories. Go ahead. Why don't you lead us off? All right. So one, of the, one, one time I was – this is early on. So this is before I got to the league – one of my roommates, Lance Moore, who played with the, the Saints and Drew Brees, they were in the Super Bowl. The great Lance Moore. The Toledo guy, Moore. right? Toledo guy. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a couple of too many of you guys. I know. We're just all over we gotta the league. we got to get him on the podcast. He'll, a to, all Toledo show. I, oh, Film man. in the glass bowl. Now you're speaking my language, Joe. <laughs> get John Greco. Now, get the oh, Greco. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're, now we're Greg cooking Kowski. with gas. Have Greg Kowski's family come over and make us a huge Sunday supper. <laughs> I actually, quick story before I cut you off Go here. Or as to, to interrupt you your story. Yeah, yes. right. I love this it. is not a Super Bowl story, but uh, Bruce Greg Kowski started one game for the Browns uh-huh. when I was uh, like at year four or five. And it was in Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh guy, like yep. Pittsburgh to his core. Like yeah. everything about him is just all this and that. Stereotypical <laughs> Pittsburgh. And so he had the offensive line over to his house for like, Saturday night meal or whatever. And this family is so 
Pittsburgh, an old school Italian that <laughs> literally the women made all the food while the men were like outside BSing and drinking beer. The men came and sat down and the women all served the men dinner. Then the men got up and left and went back outside and were like drinking beer and throwing the football. <laughs> and the women like sat down, ate, cleaned up and left and we never saw them. The Gradkowski family. Dude, right? it was, it was a my... crazy experience. But the nicest family. I mean, they got like 10,000 people. They, they do that every time. That was, that incredible. was Bruce's That's like way every of like, Saturday. Like pleading with you. That's that was him and his family's way of pleading with you guys to please <laughs> protect me tomorrow. Protect his poor soul against the Steelers. I don't think it worked. I think he got it didn't work. We lost. I'm gonna say thirty to zero. So we didn't exactly have the prolific offensive output that fans had come to know and love the Browns for. But uh, it was fun. But anyways, yeah, Bruce, great guy. Go ahead with the Super Bowl story. <laughs> yeah. back, back to Lance. So, back to something important. Back to our other roommate. I actually lived with Bruce in college. But oh, our other that? roommate, Lance, we were, you know, he was playing the Super Bowl. They invited us down. I think this is after like my first year in Canada. It was in Miami, so I'm like, man, this is gonna be awesome. They end up winning the Super Bowl, and Lance has like a huge catch in it, like a two point conversion. They're playing oh, wow. against Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the Saints end up winning the Super Bowl, and it was wild. And he's like, yo, we're going to party tonight. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be incredible. Never experienced anything like this. You know, I get dressed to the nines, I go meet them at their hotel. They got limos taking us all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's like all, a bunch of Saints players. You know, we're like, oh, we're going to do this first, do that. We pull up to Club Live, which is at the Fountain Which is Blue like Hotel. the hottest that's place like the, in that's South like, Beach. I had only ever I even, got rejected from there once. I, I know what it's all about. Okay, so you know where <laughs> I'm going. So I'd only ever well, even heard of the promo. place in rap songs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're at, we pull up to Club Live. TMZ, like, as soon as we step out of the limo, they start swarming us, asking oh, yeah. questions like, oh, they, they, the Saints Super Bowls are here. You know, so there's like a crowd of people walking up. We get to the front, and uh, the guy is like, yo, Lance. Great catch, the bouncer. So I'm like, oh, man. Oh, we're, we're gold. We're rock stars yeah, yeah, now, yeah. man. Go. This is about to be yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, well, you know, great catch. Lance's like, oh, I appreciate it, man. He's like, yeah, well, you know, what's up? He's like, oh, we need uh, we need a couple tables. He's like, ah, sorry, we're at capacity. <laughs> and he's and they're like, ha-ha, good, good one, bro. You almost had us. Super Bowl champ. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know, he's like, nah, seriously. Uh, P. Diddy bought up all the VIP tables. Oh, no. And we're at capacity in general oh, admission, man. too. So. He's like, are you serious? He's like, no, I'm dead serious. P. Diddy comes walking by with like a thousand people. <laughs> tips his hat like, yeah, hey, that was a good game tonight, y'all. And uh, just, just kept we, going. Right. We end up going like <laughs> Mr. We, Diddy. We Mr. stopped Diddy. like a techno club. <laughs> uh, ho- we end up in like some hole in the wall bar. We're all just like looking at each other. And I'm like, this is not how I expected to party with the Super Bowl <laughs> So it was you that day. You guys end up like the dive bar, like I drinking feel- Bud Lights. <laughs> right. It was that day I realized that being a Super Bowl champ was overrated. Yeah. Oh, man. I was, I was in Miami, South Beach for the Pro Bowl. This uh-huh. was like, oh, God, I don't know, my third or fourth year. Uh-huh. They decided my uh, Hawaii was too nice for the players. So <laughs> we got we to gotta bring the Pro Bowl back to the mainland. So they – Put us up in Miami, which was cool. So I had a bunch of my high school buddies come down. Uh-huh. There was like five dudes, right? And like that's where you went wrong. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> these are five dudes from Wisconsin. And we don't know anything about the club scene anywhere Just except pleated, for like pleated khakis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're wearing like cargo Martin. shorts and flip flops and like a polo from like <laughs> issue polo from Wisconsin's like Capital One Bowl, like 2009 Capital One Bowl champs <laughs> polo. <laughs> <laughs> Typical club live. Yes, yes, yes. Typical club live garb. And uh, so we pull up. We're like, oh, this club live. I hear this place is pretty cool. Let's go there. So we pull up. And it was my first experience where there wasn't a line to get in. There was just like two giant bouncers uh-huh. in all black. 
and like this huge roped off area that was like a square and everybody lines up along the rope, not in a line, but like parallel to the right. rope, just right. like all around it. Like as if you were waiting against the fence for an autograph. Right. right? Uh-huh. But then the bouncers just kind of go around and they select people to come in. Right. Yep. And if you're a dude, you got to have stacks in your hand. Stacks and if you're a girl, like you got to be really girls. good looking. Right. Yeah. yeah it's got to be a the dude ratio. with like 10 stacks and like four chicks. Yep. Or you ain't getting in. You're not getting in. So me and my buddies wait there for like 10 minutes and we're like, wow. I don't think we're going to get in here. Like <laughs> this doesn't seem like it's our, th- our thing right now. I don't think we fit in. And so I like talked to the bouncer and I'm like, you know, Hey, my name's Joe Thomas from the Browns. I'm not usually a name drop guy, <laughs> yeah. but I, I realized you gotta, like, you pull I out. was not getting in at all. So I'm like, Hey, is there any way you think we could like try to get in the club? He's like, yeah. How much are you going to pay me? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, nothing. I don't know. I'm in the pro bowl. <laughs> Wrong he's like, answer. He's like, I'm sorry. Just wait right here. We'll see what we can do. We waited for like 30 minutes. He never even looked back in our direction. And then we ended up at like some Latin club somewhere else. Like, let us in. Let, let five white dudes with uh, cargo shorts and issue polos. How much are you going to pay me? Nothing. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's okay, like, I'll be right he, back. He actually was really nice about it. Like instead of just totally shooting down my ego, yeah. he was like, just wait right here. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> we'll let you like pretend that you were sniffing the club from the outside. I'll Google you real quick to yeah, see yeah. who you are. Right. Yeah, let me Google you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're you don't have enough money. You can't make it in here. <laughs> That's funny. Another Super Bowl party story. I was going to – I forget where – it was in Dallas. Dallas was super cold, too. Um, so we were in Dallas. Oh, I was there. They had like an ice storm, and they freaked yeah, out. Yeah, and it was like zero. It was like .2 inches of snow and yeah, the it was entire like nothing, city shut down. Little dust. They couldn't figure it out. But anyway, so we were like at a party one time. It's like an after party or at a club. I was there with a couple of buddies that I went to Toledo with that also were in the NFL. And I think this is like my first year going in. And so it was like one of those situations where everybody was just like pushed towards the door. Right? <laughs> so it was just like body to body. Yeah. And they were like, yo, uh, yo tell them we're in the NFL. And the bouncer yells back, like, it's the Super Bowl, you idiot. Everyone's in the NFL. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I'm first, like, I'm just now getting into the league. So I'm like, I'm not getting in here. I look around, there's, like, uh, Carrie Hilson, who was a famous singer. She was in line. Like, Soldier Boy was, like, trying to push to the front. And I'm like, okay. And, and then Andrew I, Hawkins. And then, and then I get in, I'm guessing. I was I, on that reality show with the short receivers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I walk around the back, right, to, like, a dumpster. I got, like, 200 bucks in my hand. In my pocket, somebody like all, all in fives. A cook like or like some like janitor or something opens the door oh to like let some boxes out, and I'm like, "Yo, how much to get in there?" I'm like, "I got a hundred dollars for you." He doesn't even speak English. He just looks around, takes a hundred bucks. <laughs> I go up, right I go up these steps, and I'm like up on top, like the upper level of this club. No Nobody's way. up there. Are you serious? So I'm like, okay, well, my boys, I don't know if they're gonna get in or not. I'm just gonna wait up here. Everyone's downstairs. Like I'm sit, I sit up on this couch. I'm in like in the middle of this couch <laughs> by yourself. It's like six by myself. The loneliest guy in the club. Within 15 minutes, Joe, I kid you not. Drake comes in. <laughs> he sets up shop at the table on the left of me. Uh-huh. Um, Jamie Fox, Carrie Hilson, oh, wow. rapper Slim Thug. They set up on the right. <laughs> Young Jeezy come, and this whole party migrates. They section off the entire no upstairs. Way. I'm sitting in the middle of this party. <laughs> Like, Drake is right. And this is, like, before Drake is, like, super big, but yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm just like, hugging Kentucky players I'm just start, I just start just take, snapping picks, yeah. right? So after a while, they start to look over, like, yo, who the hell is this dude? <laughs> right? So I see him looking at me. I take a couple of more selfies. Yeah, like, yeah. 
after like 30 minutes, I'm like, this is crazy. And then the, the boss looks at me. I'm like, don't worry about it, man. I'm out. <laughs> like, it was worth my 100 bucks. It was, the 100 bucks, well worth it. Yeah. Pictures all over yeah, the yeah, internet. Yeah. Did, Soldier, did Soldier Boy make it in? Soldier Boy did not make it into but the But Hawk made it But in. Hawk was there. Hawk was there. Oh, I do with the Soldier Boy. They probably, they probably thought I was Soldier Boy. That's awesome. <laughs> Super Bowl parties are fun for me because it's almost – just a game like being sort of low-level NFL guys like us yeah the the fun of the party is the game of trying to get in <laughs> right. because we're not the guys that have our names on the list we're the guys that don't have the names on the list but we try to like argue our way in yeah. and then finally Stack like up our resumes yes, fi- finally the just like the hard-working nature comes out and we just pester the bouncer enough <laughs> and they're like all right fine get in I'm sick of looking at you Wait, Dude. I thought you guys had us on the list for all the parties this week. No, yeah, that, that's, your, that's BS. That ain't your, happening, get man. Get your mind ready. Get your <laughs> mouthpiece ready. Get, get ready to stand outside in minus nine degrees. Yeah, bring your coat. So my funny story is actually last year. I've got a lot of funny Super Bowl stories like that. Well, first one is quick because we talked about P. Diddy. Uh-huh. Uh, we were in Arizona, and somehow we got into the club. I don't know how. It's usually my agent and myself and Alex Mack. And somehow we like snuck into the club. Like we made it in. We're like, Woo, we made it. And we got into like, like you said, the upstairs VIP. We, uh-huh. we must have like snuck around the uh, kitchen enough times and we made it in there. And uh, <laughs> there's like booze everywhere. It's Ciroc, right? Because that, wasn't that Diddy's booze that he made like money on? Yeah. It was Ciroc, Ciroc right? Yep. And it was Diddy. So there was Ciroc and cigars everywhere in this VIP place. Uh-huh. But every bar was protected by a bouncer that said, you're not allowed to drink anything until Diddy shows up at the club. Uh-huh. That was like Diddy's one request. Like, nobody can party until I show up. And I'll show up whenever I want. So we ended up spending an hour at this party not able to drink a single thing because Diddy had not yet shown up. <laughs> and we just kept pestering him, and, and finally they're like, all right, you guys got to leave. Like, clearly you do not belong up <laughs> here, and I don't know how you got here, but you got to leave or I'm going to call the cops. Drinking to you is more important than Diddy. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, seeing Diddy was a cool story, but it's way better to get kicked out of Diddy's party because <laughs> he wouldn't let you drink his booze. Or not be able to get into Diddy's or party. Or not even be able to get in. Diddy is like a horrible person at the Super Bowl, it seems like. And he's trying to buy the Panthers right f- out from underneath us yeah which, right from underneath which, us. when we see him here this weekend we're gonna tell him about we're it. gonna have to have all these conversations yeah we're gonna have these hard i got hard i got another hearts. super bowl story um sim- very similar so what happens is like we said i you know even me more than you because i mean we're low level nfl guys or below probably. lower level or, low below. or below level we're like the 300 level tickets that nobody yeah. wants with the obstructed view exactly that is it's our mostly NFL because status. you're a lineman <laughs> the only reason we're like kind of even close in range is because because you're like a 10-time pro bowler hall of famer yeah so like, yeah but he's a lineman but you're so a whole lineman count. that doesn't really count and i have like footwork videos so people like, <laughs> like, they get excited about me just like they get excited about you. so we're equal in that sense so i was meeting somebody at like the ea sports party this is an indian which is usually a good party. Which is a great party. I've been party. there a few times. And that's like an easy party for players. Yeah, because they if want players a, there. They want you there. Yeah, yeah. If you have a player's card, you come right in. Yeah, you're in. So one year I was meeting somebody there about like some marketing opportunity that was that weekend. He's like, hey, just meet me at the EA Sports party. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I get there. I, I show my player's card. And the bouncer accuses me of like stealing the card from somebody. <laughs> He's like, you can't possibly play in the NFL. I'm like, bro, that's my card. He's like, nah, man, you ain't getting in. It doesn't have height on it? Yeah, like, so we're just like sitting, like, I'm sitting there with like, I'm not going to beg because I'm by myself. I didn't like come with, if I was with people, I would have been like gassed up to been like, no, nah, yeah. that. I'm getting in, mother. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Google yeah. me. But I was Google like, me. all right, whatever. So <laughs> I like sitting Nothing outside. coming up. Sorry, man. Gary, <laughs> com- <laughs> comedian Gary Owen is at the party. I love that guy. He's hilarious. He's yeah, he's funny. He's, uh, and this is actually I've seen how, him in Cleveland. This is actually how we uh, got to know each other. He's coming out. He's from Cincinnati. 
Oh, he's a Bengals fan. So that should be an in for you. He comes out of the party. He's walking by with his boys. He's like, yo, ain't you Andrew Hawkins? I'm like, yeah, man. What's up, big fan? He's like, what you doing out here? I'm like, oh, they won't let me in the party. Him and his boys like kind of pause, and then they all just start bust out laughing. Like, ah, you can't get in the party. He takes his, like, his lanyard off, like, here you go, man. That here you go, little you. guy. This will get you in. And, that, and that's how I got in the party. Did he Gary sign Owen, it for you? Gary Owen kept me in the party. <laughs> We've been boys ever since. That's awesome. What a, what a nice guy. Gary Owen, you're invited on the Tomahawk oh, Show whenever you want to come on. Definitely coming on the Tomahawk Show. Oh, man, show. that's funny. So my Super Bowl story, most – Humiliating, but like I've said before, I don't really get embarrassed. Yeah. But uh, so last year, my wife was with me at the Super Bowl. It was in where was the Super Bowl last year? Where were we at? Can Houston. anybody remember? Oh, it was in Houston. I, That's right. Matter of fact, I think I was with. I think I walked into a party with you last year, and they were giving you some some shit about getting in. Was it ESPN? It was ESPN. Oh, that's my story. <laughs> oh, so, I no. never made it in. That's the spoiler alert. It. All right, so let me tell you the secret. Let me tell you the story. Pulling up Joe Hawks All right. through. Yeah. So last year, okay. I had just made my 10th Pro Bowl, which, as we've just stated, means nothing when you're a lineman. <laughs> and for eight years, I've always gone to the ESPN party because it's usually fun. That's where a lot of the other football players are yep. there. They usually have a good musical act. Yep. They're not it's usually a lot year. of fun. Right. No party this year. No ESPN I party. shut it down. Yes. So I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay, let's get it. So I bring my wife, and I try to explain to her, like, look, we're actually not on any of this these lists. So what we're going to just try to do at all these parties is – we're just going to basically go in and beg. <laughs> like, basically, <laughs> please, will you let me in, right? And you just pester them, and finally they usually let you in. And you just got to be able to, like, handle that. Like, as a wife, usually they're used to, like, you're on the list for dinner, and you go get your reservations, right. you sit down, or you have a ticket to the show or whatever. Uh, but Super Bowl parties don't really work like that. You got to kind of work the angle a little bit, right? Yep. Which is what makes it fun to me because it's sort of an experience that it's I'm not chase. used to. It's the chase, yes. right? Exactly. So it's a lot of fun. So. It was me and my wife and my agent, and we're trying to get into the ESPN party, right? And the thing's like half empty. So it's not like they're at capacity. They had no excuse. But we get to the front, and we ask the lady that's running the door. We're like, hey, uh, where do we go for the VIP tickets? And she's like, oh, go right over there. So we like kind of skip the regular line, and you yeah. go over to the VIP where all the athletes and entertainers enter. And so we start talking to the person. They're like, are you on the list? And you always got to act like you're on the list, right? That's <laughs> yeah. the most important Step thing. Step one. Right? Step act, one, act like, you're supposed, act to like you're supposed to be there. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, yeah, uh, Joe Thomas, Cleveland Browns, and this is my agent, Peter Schaefer. He's had, like, Barry Sanders, Jerome Bettis, a bunch of, like, big guys. He's yeah. been in the game a long time. Um, so anyway, so she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you guys aren't on the list. And we're like, oh, well, do you think we could just, like, get in anyway? You know, we're, we're players, been around a long time. There's lots of players in the party. You know, uh -huh. our our publicist, which we don't have a publicist, <laughs> must have forgot to call or something. You know, you got to come up with some BS story. And she's like, I'm sorry. You know, we're under strict instructions this year. We can't let anybody in. And so my wife is instantly, like, red-faced. She's so embarrassed because she's <laughs> never done, like, the Super Bowl party experience before. And I'm like, no, it's all right. It's all right. Like, can we just, like, wait around? And if there's some room and you just kind of, like, sneak us in, she's like, really, guys, you're going to have to step out of the way. Like, there's people like Andrew Hawkins, like, burning <laughs> past us, going into the party. She's like, please What's get out of the way. Up? Like, you're not on the list. You're not getting in. And we're like, no, no, we really need to go in there. Like, this is really important. Like, you're trying to work the angle. And she's like, I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to step out of, the, out of the way or I'm going to have to call security. And we're like, go ahead, call security. Like, wh what do we yeah. care? Like, we, we're supposed to be in this party. Like, we're athletes. This party is for athletes to come. This is my and then party. Regular people buy tickets to come party with athletes. Yeah, That's how it me. works, right? <laughs> they party with me. Right? So she's like, 
guys, this is your last warning. You need to move out of the way. And right when she says that, Tim Tebow like burns through the line <laughs> with like a posse of like 75 guys. And I'm like, what? You're going to just let him go? And she's like, well, he's Tim Tebow. And I'm like, oh, my God. I've just been humiliated. And at this point, my wife starts yelling at me. She's like, Joe, we're leaving. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm like, no, it's okay, baby. We'll be fine. And we're getting she's really like, close. we're leaving. And the lady's like, I'm calling security right now. So she calls security. And it's not like mall cops. It's right. like actual Houston police officers right. that show up. And sh- and then now my agent, it's become like a game. Not right. Because he goes into lawyer mode. Now he wants to argue and fight. <laughs> so now he starts like arguing with, with the police officers. And they're like, sir, we are going to arrest you if you do not leave these premises in two minutes. And right at that time, Mike Golick walks in and, you know, from uh, Golick and Window yeah. now, yeah. Mike and Mike. And he's like, wait, ESPN isn't letting you guys in? We're like, yeah, they're, they're going to arrest us. That's like, sorry, guys. And he waves and he goes in. And finally, the, the police officer like, turn around. We're going to put handcuffs on you. And that at that point, my wife's like, Joe, I'm going to divorce you if you don't turn around and leave. And she grabbed my arm. And we ended up leaving the party. And we went to the Barstool Sports Party. And we got right in. And it was like the best party I've ever been to in the Super Bowl. So Just it was like, like the greatest happy ending of all time that ESPN kicked me out. And uh, they let guys like Hawk and Tebow in, which apparently their standards are lower than expected. But this year they had to cancel the party because of the blowback because of for the turning NFL. down an offensive lineman the at the doors. The first NFL lineman in history they turned down at the door. No, I remember. I don't remember like the, that because I obviously broke. Bre- you, you you weren't blew, waiting long enough in line. Right <laughs> he just did his footwork drill right yeah, through right. the door. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's funny because Johnson Batamosa, who actually is playing in the Super Bowl this week, love Johnson. For he the also, I think he might have been in line with you at some point. I think so. Yeah, yeah, he was because they didn't let him in. But right, he got he, in. He snuck into yes, a back door. So he got in. He paid a cook a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, and like I, we were in the party, and Johnson was like, "Yo, they didn't let Joe in." How'd you get in? Yeah. Oh, I snuck through the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's like exactly a- what happened. I remember he was waiting with us. So that's the other secret to getting in Super Bowl parties. If you see somebody you know that's probably on the list, you kind of like secretly slink in and yep. link up with them, and then you get in usually. So Johnson figured like, oh, this guy, he made Joe 10 Thomas. Pro Bowls. He'll get us in for Easy. sure. So meanwhile, I'm getting arrested, I'm getting like, tased. <laughs> Don't tase me, bro. And Johnson's sneaking in I'm, the side door. I'm like, Johnson, come on, man. Let's go in. No, no, Hawk, I'm good. I'm going to no, go no, with no, Joe. I'm going with him. He, yeah. He's way, way more luck, Hawk. to get in. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, good time. So hopefully AFD, we can uh, show them some of those fun Super Bowl experiences where we get yes. tased and arrested trying it's to get into the ESPN awesome. parties. Can't wait. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, speaking that of Joe being a 10-time Pro Bowler, this is a good transition to our Tomahawk Q&A session where we take questions yeah. from fans on Twitter. Hashtag Tomahawk. If you have any questions, send them in. We got one this week from at Pat Murphy 13116 He asked if Joe would trade his 10 Pro Bowls for one Super Bowl? Mm, that is a very interesting question. That's a good question. So I think that's a multifaceted question. Cause is it's it? Because like, it seems like yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this is why I'll say that. Is if you give up your 10 Pro Bowls, does that give up all of your money, life's accomplishments? Yeah, like because the, the 10 Pro Bowls <laughs> earned them X amount of money like, a year. Does that mean I have to trade places with the guy that gets signed the week before the Super Bowl who's like a practice squad guy who yeah. wins the Super Bowl? I'd or, say no. You, you're a starter on the you're, Super Bowl You're game. a starter, but you're, you have no personal success. You've traded all of that in for a Super Bowl win. Yeah. You can have some success. You're a starter on a Super Bowl team. Just I don't I'm saying, but I'm saying like yeah. you're not a Pro Bowl player. So right. You're not the best player. Yeah. You're not like a good player anymore. You're like sort of – you're run-of-the-mill. I think what we're getting at here is he's not trading his money. For no, no. I, I just, I'm just trying to which clarify is, the question. Which is oh, – I'll give you my take. Absolutely not. 
See, there's like this. I don't want to say misconception because everybody's different. Like the the trip, the the trifecta is that you can be a Pro Bowl player, win a Super Bowl, and make a lot of money. But the reality is, if you ask 99 percent of NFL players, would they rather win a Super Bowl or would they rather get paid a big money contract? They're going to say money. Like that's yes, we all want to win a Super Bowl, but it's like the cherry on top of the fact that we win, make a lot of money. Like most of them want to win a Super Bowl to make a lot of money, if that makes sense. Typically, like, you you could think like, oh, they probably go hand in hand because when you're on a Super Bowl winning team, typically your value is inflated. So then when you go to free agency, you can yeah. go chase the money. But that's if you're one of the top right. what, 15 players. <laughs> right. If so you're like a you know roster spot number 25 through 50. I can guarantee you, you would trade your super. Not, and I'm not even saying for Joe Thomas money. I just mean for a good contract at your position, a solid contract. You would trade your super. There's there's players who have multiple rings from the Patriots that I know would give them both up for a better contract, like to have hit a big contract at some point. Because that changes your life that and your family's your life. life, right? Versus like the second you're done with football, you're okay, now i got to go back to school and become an intern at Target. Yeah. And sitting at a cubicle exactly. for, for the no next offense 40 to my, years. My I mean, that, that may be fun but, for some but, people. You know, but. I'm just saying, from a football perspective, yeah. you know, goal number one, goal one is well, you got to get paid. Business oriented. I would say on the surface for me, if, if like you look at my resume and everything is the same except for they just cross out the 10 Pro Bowls and, and added in Super Bowl champion, I would make that trade. But I think – when you look at it like on a deeper level, like yeah. Hawk was saying, like you look at everything that goes with personal success and accomplishments in the NFL. Like when you're the best at your position or one of the best guys, there's so many other things that come with it. Obviously, it's yeah. a business, so the money side of things, mm-hmm. the way you set up your family, um, obviously the potential to be a Hall of Famer. Like those are all important goals, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, um, and it's hard to say the ring is more important. I wouldn't know what it's like to win a Super Bowl. I don't even know what it's like being in the playoffs. I would have less respect for you if you were a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> less respect? <laughs> yes. What? You mean if he traded it? Or if he just yeah, if he like made if the I'm, Super Bowl, if I'm, I, I if I'm sitting here reading jo- J- Joe's resume and you subbed out 10-time Pro Bowl. You took the name off the top and it said 10-time Pro Bowler and it said Super Bowl champ. I would I would have less respect there's, for the Super Bowl There's a champ. lot more people in the class of... Super Bowl champions. Exactly. I mean, there's 53 or really there's 80, 70 or whatever it is. Right. The number of people are on a roster, including practice squad, every year that are be- that become Super Bowl champs, far less people are at the top of their position. Right. Pro Bowl, All Pro, would, Hall of Fame. Um, so I guess it, it, it's – my final answer is it depends. Are you a practice <laughs> squad guy who Maybe. played one year in the NFL and won a Super Bowl? Or are you a guy that still had a great a, career? A better question would have been, Bowl. would you trade five of your Pro Bowls for a Super Bowl championship? To me, that's easy. That's a okay, yes, let's for say, sure. Let's say seven. See, they're, they're, I feel like <laughs> seven Pro Bowls for one yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, what's the number? That's a great question. I honestly think the number probably starts what's getting around nine or ten. Like Because to me, once you become a Pro Bowler or an All-Pro, that's a mark that stays with you forever. But it's a that's luck like thing something, sometimes. Yeah, but you still sometimes have to be really good. One. To, all right, let's say All-Pro. Because okay, all, all pro, pro, like, for you the were, most part, nobody yeah. says, oh, he got lucky and became an all pro. Like, right. <laughs> that is kind of like the cream of the crop, and it's not voted on by 
biased players and, right. so, and fans, family. Their family. <laughs> you don't have Andrew Hawkins on his computer voting for you a million yeah. times. He's in bots. Um, so, so the All Pro is something that is stays with you forever, for a lifetime. You're an All Pro forever. That's who you are, no matter what happens the rest yep. of your career or life. Um, but a Pro Bowl, maybe one Pro Bowl, but two Pro Bowls. When you start getting up there, th- that's saying that you have accomplished a lot in your career, like. Yeah. You've put in a lot of work, had a lot of success. So, so your perfect know. mix would be what? Three Pro Bowls and a <laughs> three Super Bowl, Bowl Three Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl would be okay. a nice mix. If there was some trade-off. I don't know. Maybe that was too long-winded, and I guess I don't have an answer. Yeah. I would trade my three playoff appearances for an extra three hundred grand per season. <laughs> three hundred grand per season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, me. then you wouldn't be doing the Tomahawk Count show for in. zero dollars with me, yeah. so I'm glad you have those well, playoff appearances and not the money. There you go. Speaking <laughs> of Super Bowl, we got to make our predictions. What are we? Th- what are we thinking about this game? The Eagles. Do you th- can I say this? I don't think the Eagles have a chance. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I think if you're an Eagles, can we fan make a bet on here? And you're listening, like, don't waste your time watching the Super Bowl. You're going to lose. And this is why. Hawk is three and seven in his predictions in the playoffs so far this year. <laughs> but I'm not going with that guy. All of my wins come with what team? <laughs> the Patriots. The Patriots. I don't. There's one All thing. Right. There's a couple things that I don't do in life. I don't tell people how to grieve, and I I don't bet against the Patriots. Okay, this is like these are some facts of I mean, life. That's different than wow. saying they have no chance. The Eagles. They, I mean, I mean, I guess we all have a chance. I have a chance of winning a Grammy as long as I'm still alive. But a Tomahawk Show. Yeah, do they we get, already won a Grammy. Nominated. You need I mean, a second Grammy. I mean, a fourth Grammy this year. We got snubbed at the Grammys this year, but that's another topic for another day. Yeah, I got the Patriots year. winning. I, I'm not going to. So, what is Tom your Brady. score? My score is 31-24, the New England Patriots. Wow, that is really close to what I've written down here. Really, oh, you're so lame. 33-24. The Patriots? Yeah. All right. It's like the lamest but I'm not score ever. That's what everyone picks is like three touchdowns and a field goal. Versus <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, Joe? I've got 77. <laughs> the Eagles 100 to 0. 3 0. I've got the Eagles. I'm going to go 18 to 12. Oh, <laughs> wow. Defensive battle. I love it. You think the Patriots are only going to score So 12 I'm taking points. the under and I'm taking the Eagles. I think the Eagles' D line is going to. Do really well a la the Giants a few years back when they had Justin Tuck and OCU Minori and they just tore up Tom Brady because you hit them early and often, you take them out of their game. But they still barely won those games and they didn't have That's Nick, why I said 18 to 12. They didn't have one Nick score Foles game, baby. At their quarterback position. Well, Nick Foles played like Joe Montana last week. I'm going to expect the same thing out of him. I think, honestly, here, here's an analysis. We don't do a lot of analysis on this show, but yeah. here's my analysis. Let me hear it. The way Nick Foles runs the RPO, the way he gives him that option with the zone read mm-hmm. has always given the Patriots trouble because they have to sort of get outside of what they like to do a little bit. Yeah, It, it sort of forces them to pressure, and they're more of just like like to play man coverage and be really fundamentally sound. It's hard to bet against the Patriots when they have two weeks to prepare for something, though. I agree, but I still like the Eagles. All what right. do you guys have as Super Bowl MVP? Super That'll Bowl. be the tiebreaker for our uh, overall picks if All we right. tie. Okay. MVP. I have, obviously, since they have the Patriots winning, I'm going to go with – who won the, the – He's the, thought a lot about this, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Did, did Tom win yesterday, last year? He did. Tom, he doesn't win everyone. Every once in a while, he gets like an they like obscure. giving him to other people every yeah, now and every then. now and again. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a former Brown, Deion Lewis, Super Bowl oh, MVP. Oh, boom! That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with Fletcher Cox. I think he's gonna have two and a half sacks and gonna be the Super Bowl MVP. Fletcher Cox, Deion Lewis. You know, would be a good topic for next show. 
top three Browns that you would sign back to, to Ooh, Cleveland. I like that. That'll be the next one. That's a good one. Joe's just going to pick his O-line buddies again. Yeah, Alex Mack, Alex Mitchell Mack. Shorts. <laughs> We're back. We're getting the old band back together. <laughs> yes, yes. And by the way, I've got Brandon Cooks. So Cooks? You got Cookie? Yeah. I like it. That's a good pick. I figured you guys were all, you were just going to go with Tom Brady, so I wanted to go different. Yeah, no, I'm not going with Tom, man. Tom will play well, but I think Deion Lewis is going to, I think he's going he's gonna to pull it out. All right, well, I guess that does it for this episode of Tomahawk. You know, thank you guys for, for tuning in. We're going to be at Radio Row. Um, we're going to have a bunch of video content, so make sure you check it out on uninterrupted.com. Uh, Joe, final thoughts? My final thoughts is taking the circus on the road is going to be my life's work, and I would trade that mm. for 10 Pro Bowls any day. <laughs> so this is going to be a lot of fun this week. I looked at our guest list, and that looks like a Pro Bowl roster of not only football players but entertainers. There's a couple guys on there I'm pretty excited to talk to Dude. that I was big fans of their music growing up. You I'll are, just leave it there. You are a living, amazing take. Is what you, that should be your nickname, Amazing Take. Dan, take us out like we always do, bro. Joe, Hawk, yourself. <laughs> there it is, baby. Dramatic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>